It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Alongside ESPN's John Anderson, here's Emmy Award winner Homer. a.k.a. ESPN, 7, 2 and a half, and the Homer Hour. The scouting combine is going on, but all you need to know is Brian Gutekunst said, I do, I do, said definitely when asked if he thinks the Packers can win the Super Bowl, can win the Super Bowl. Let's see what and hear what John Anderson has to say. Can the Packers win the next Super Bowl? I mean, they can. I think that's a might be a, a bit of a long leap, but I'm glad that the guy in charge has that confidence. That's better than him going, you know, we'd really like to get to 500 and then advance from there next season. Um, that's not I, what I would have said. It's just, it's just a big ask. And uh, All right, we'll ask you. Well, this is him, when you but, play other – no. But, now John Anderson, general manager, president of the Green Bay Packers, filling in for Goody because he has family. Whenever you miss now, you're just family and everybody understands. All right. <laughs> Uh, John Anderson, ESPN, seven, two and a half. Do you think the Packers can win the next Super Bowl? I think we have enough talent on the roster to do that. Obviously, to win a game like that, everything has to kind of fall into place. Got to have got to have uh, health through the course of the year. Got to be healthy going into those playoffs. We need to see a little more improvement from uh, Jordan Love. We like where he's at, but we need him to take a step step forward in that, but we certainly feel like we have the ability, uh, but that's always a hard thing to predict in in February, early March, but that is obviously the goal. We're a good football team based on what we have, but like everything, we like to take care of the division first and then work through all those other things, but um, the intent is to certainly win another Lombardi trophy. I'm not sure you answered the question. I'll ask it again. Yes or no? Can the Packers win the next Super Bowl? Well, as you know, yes or no. That you know, I don't know that that's a binary choice, Homer. That we're going to go that route. <laughs> binary, you know? Yeah, just it's straight. I don't yes believe you've no. ever used that word before in our in our question for you. I like it though. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, I think it's a lot more that goes into it than a straight yes or no. I mean, if that if it's that simple, then I will say yes because no is not the message we want to send with this ball club Ooh, to our fans. That is great. The message. That we want to send. Uh, I'm writing that down because I'm going to steal that in the future. Because that's just great. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. It's not about what is or isn't. It's about the message that we want to send. You've nailed it. This could be used in all communication classes across America. Other than I won't let them use it in Kansas. Uh, but everywhere else. Yeah. Right, because they won't win there. We, no, yeah, yeah. but that every Even, week we should finish our show with, or your show, the John Anderson. What was the message that we wanted to send today? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah. Here's hopefully at the end of the, the moral of the story, yeah. like we're Aesop. Here's what you're getting out of this. 
<laughs> yeah, we know. don't claim it's correct. We don't claim anything other than it's the message. I would say if if they asked me yes or no, I would say just as you. I have never, ever looked into the season thinking that we can win, will win, won't win the Super Bowl. Here's what I want every year. I want to be a player. I want to be viewed as a team that everybody looks at and says, that's that's one of the better teams in the league. Because in the end, just like John Anderson said, it comes down to being fortunate or lucky. I don't want anybody to be surprised when the Packers are a player come the end of the season. That's that's my goal every year. So, Homer? Yes. Yes or no? Can your Packers win the Super Bowl? Because you just sputted as bad as I did. I know, but I like my sput better than yours. The answer <laughs> is yes, but I okay. think that's a terrible question because every GM on every team is yeah. how are they going to answer that? Right. If you're looking to get an, an enlightened answer or an actual answer with some sort of uh, depth to it, just asking them that is not the way to go. Yeah. That is, that's, yeah, that's, you are, you're hoping. Uh, that by his grace, he will give you what you're looking for, but you're kind of hoping he'll run into the answer you, you're looking for and you didn't really bring him to it. Right, and I don't know if it was asked, because this was by the group, the uh, local group, and so they, they, don't, they don't tape that, I guess, or they don't want to release the tapes, or I, I'm, I'm confused on that. But So if he was asked last year if he thinks the Packers can win the next Super Bowl, we know what he'd say. He'd say yes, right? Mm-hmm. And clearly, yeah. there's a huge difference between last year and this year. I mean, so I have the questions, like again, that I want to address to you because you'd be a good, you'd be a good general manager. Um, do you think you could be general manager of the Green Bay Packers? No. Why not? No. no. That, I, that, the business and and football acumen it takes to have that job, I. Those guys grow up in that thing. You know, the only thing you got to do, the only thing you got to do, and you would do it. You got to hire good people. You got to hire what people that, that you respect in no town. I think you would hire good people. I think you'd be a good GM. I think I would hire good people. I think I would be a, a good GM. Your ego is probably better for the job than mine is. Mine, mine could get totally out of control. I think you, on the other hand, would be happy sitting back. That's the question. This is the message that that we want to send. I think you would be okay with other people getting all the credit as long as you won. Correct or not? Yeah. Yes. But I think you have to be skilled enough for the job. I think uh, uh, Goody has got enough um, expertise. He's been around enough to pick the right people, you know, and I I would hope that that you could. But uh, I, I don't know that. I would always get the right guy if you just leave it at that. So no, and I don't want that job either. No thanks. But I what? Will, I do. I do think what? That, that what I like about Goody. Hold what on, I like back about, up. You don't want the yeah. job? No, I don't want to be the GM. No. Why not? I'll be the president and the CEO. I don't want to be. Oh the GM. no! Yeah, okay. Owner be even uh, better, but they don't have one. You'd love. You'd love to be an owner of an NFL team above everything else, right? Is that uh, we were when we were. I was visiting with uh, Mark Murphy when we were in London, and he was asking what are you going to do after ESPN. And, and I said, well, aren't you kind of about to age out of the job? And I said, is that what you're asking me? Because I said, honestly, I don't know that I could do both CEO and president. Like I might be able to do one right away and then have to work my way up to the other one. But it, it turns out that's not what he was asking me about at all. He, he, he oh, you thought of he was maybe thinking you could take his place. Oh, totally, yeah. He was like, this could be the guy. This could be what we need right here. And then, like everybody, I ask him, you know I'm not that John Anderson, right? 
because that everybody screws that up all the time. So, and, well, and, and that's he, you know what that's funny. Do you know why that's funny? Because I've met that John Anderson, and he says, you know, I'm not that John Anderson. No, he meaning never you. Says oh yeah, never. I, I, yes, I bet I've heard him say he it five times. That. All right, we'll have to get him on. Although many- he did say when I was a kid and I broke my hand and he signed my cast, he did write on there from the other John Anderson. Yeah. No. So maybe that's what he's thinking about. We'll have to get him on the show. Um, that would be the same. amazing. Uh, as an aside, if I could ask a favor of you, mm-hmm. I think the rule the Packers have that says that you have to retire at 70, I am correct, yeah. I that might, that might be the stupidest rule on mankind. Okay, you got to change that. I, I think it's tough with anybody to be hard and fast on that. By the way, plus with modern medicine and what we're doing now, like you can be. <laughs> we got two guys 70. running for president that are 110, but they yeah. they could be president of the United States more than 10 years later Can't than they could be president of the Packers. <laughs> Not run the Packers. Yes. But you can we'll give you the button. We'll give you the red button, but you cannot not, not one year later, over a decade later. No. Come on, that you is, can you can pull this off. Who who would you who's the remarkable. most important person that you would know you uh I don't know. You could uh I'm just trying to get it on your agenda. Just trying to get it on my agenda. Because you it would be get, it would be considered somewhat uh appropriate and understandable for you because you're from Green Bay. You know, it's like, you know, you're not just like uh, some some guy from the middle of uh, Kansas just says, yeah, you know, it should be older than 70. But you've seen it. You've lived it. Um, Bob Harlan should have been able to go longer. I don't even know how old he was when he was done. Seems like I thought it was 75. then, But anyway, um, 70 is I mean, 70 is old. I mean, I'm 69. I'm old. But it doesn't mean you can't be president of the Green Bay Packers. Um, Here's my question regarding the Super Bowl, which I think is appropriate. If the Packers won the Super Bowl next year, would you be, and I will let you also pick the words, because I have shocked, surprised, um, I don't know what the other words would be. See, I would be surprised, and I see that as an improvement, because I would have said shocked had the Packers not shown us what they did this year. But I'd still be, I might, I want, no, I'm going to say very surprised. I would be very surprised. Then we'll have... then we'll I have surprised. Down. Yeah, where's flabbergasted? Uh, I like that. We'll add that. I think I might be use that instead of shocked. It adds a little more flavor. All right, your choices: flabbergasted, very surprised, surprised, and now we can add others. Were um, not surprised at all. Yeah, nonplussed. Yeah. I was, was, you know. I, was, I mean, uh, I want to uh, say, like, I expected it, uh, but that I don't know yeah. where that fits. Uh, I, I think if you expect it, you're you're off your rocker. But, well, you know, that's the yeah. that, that's what happens when you I shock. would still be surprised. I would yeah. still be surprised if they won that. Yeah. Um, but I would, uh, you know, I would be prepared for that. I would not be floored. I would not be passed out. I think by the time you get into December or January, you would have a feel of the team and, and what they're going to be. I think there'll be times during the season because there's still a young squad that you will be like, all right, I would be shocked or flabbergasted if they won the Super Bowl. And then they'll put together a little run like they did. And you're like, I wouldn't be surprised at all 
You know, I think by the time they got to the end there, people might still have thought, okay, after, especially how they played against the, the Cowboys and they were deep into the fourth quarter. You're like, all right, if, if they get through this, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. But, um, again, all these kind of things that have to happen, uh, the things that have to go right for those those people to uh, for any yeah, team. Things, to win. I think things went right last year in the play. It was everything was perfect. They got mm-hmm. a lot of breaks. They took advantage of them, and then that first down play. All right, bum. You will be <laughs> bummed if I still haven't recovered. I'm not, I, I'm listen, not mad at anybody. I still I still haven't uh, had a chance to ask Jordan Love. I want to know who's going to get over uh, if you'll get over that throw quicker, or if I will get over the council abandonment quicker. Oh, I'll get over the uh, Jordan Love thing. My, you'll never get over the, the Council of Bama. Ever. Never, ever, 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 ever. So he can you'll never, never. You'll never no, get over it. He will, the worst throw you've ever seen, ever. And for, first down in a pressure situation, yes. But I think when he says it, I'll be okay. And I, But whereas I don't think okay. anything Council says to you, you're going to think that's BS. <laughs> you're never going to buy it. At least and, for a while. And that, yeah. No, it's that just long. tells me how big a Brewer fan you are. Like, it, for you, it hurts. He was Mr. Brewer. His dad worked for the Brewers. He grew up in Milwaukee. He sold Mr. Brewer his whole life, and he's not. He's never been phony about anything. And that's all I wish he would have said to the Cubs fan, and I know he can't. He said, look it, I'm Mr. Brewer. I've been Brewers my whole life, but I'm a grown man, and this is a great opportunity, and I am challenged to bring a championship to an organization as historically special as the Cubs. Now, that's going to irritate the Cubs fans, right? That Craig Council, I know, would say, fine, that comes with the territory for one day. Because what I did is going to irritate all the Brewers fans forever, and that's fine. I deal with it. I'm a grown man. How can well, he not say that. he has been Mr. Brewer to you and everyone other than uh, since Robin Yount and Jim Gantner in that group, right? Yeah, so he yeah. and he, if he says that, you're right. The Cubs fan, they might be a little, they might get rubbed a little bit. They're fed. But now he has 162 games in how many years to erase that feeling with them? Yeah. And go win. And if he wins a World Series or whatever, and then it's erased and all's forgiven. In our case, he leaves and there's no way to get back in our good graces. He's so not, somebody nice can look. Maybe out. you can find it because you are such a Brewer fan. The greatest, the best thing he said about the Brewers since he left. You know, since he's had any interviews. Find me the best thing he said about the Brewers. Uh, the uh, John Anderson and Homer Institute. Go to work on this. Because, to me, this is huge. Where he can't, where did he say, they, those, were the, those were some of the best years of my life. Or, I don't know what he's going to say. But what's the best? Have you, can you, you can't even think of anything, right? In any of the press conferences, nobody's played it. I, I'd rather worry about parking tickets I got in college than that guy right now. <laughs> I just want to let you know that when I watch you on ESPN now, I see two things in addition to you and your great ability to do that. One, I see that dude did seven, two and a half. And now I also think there's a mean part of him. We need to get more of that old man mean stuff. They don't see that on ESPN that we get on Tuesdays. It's not, a, Actually, you're not mean, but you have a mean tough. You have it with Kansas. You have it with Craig Council. I don't know, maybe there are other things. You're, you're tough. You don't look I that tough. 
I take it hard. By I know. Way, you say, but you say when you look at me, the first thing you think is you don't think seven, two and a half. You're in disbelief. So Correct. You look yes. at me, right. I think of seven, two think. and a half. There's no way that guy <laughs> ever did seven, two and a half. That'll never change. That's what I think of. But, but you, know why, you know why that is? Uh, a seven, two and a half to me is like flying to the moon. It is <laughs> so incredibly elite among humans. Like, you know, it's like it's like if they told me you ran a 9.5 in the 100 meter. It'd be the same way. Not Because that's so elite. You may not think it, but seven, two and a half. I mean. When it happened was back when we were still kind of flying to the moon. And we haven't done either one of those yes, things in a long time. I, seven, two and a half. You know what I think most people? Just like in order to dunk, they have those, uh, the, the. Uh, what are they? They're, 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 you jump off them, the tramp or whatever. They, what are they, the mini tramp? Yeah, that's what everybody has to do. Everybody has to do that to do seven, two and a half high jump. Not John Anderson. Next round two. John Anderson. A.K.A. ESPN, A.K.A. 7-2.5. In Bristol, how many people, what percentage of the people in that building when you're there know that you high jump 7-2.5? Um, a percentage? Yeah. Like one? One percent? Like we don't hold track meets around there. Right I, I didn't often. say, oh, that's going to change. I got to talk to, I got peeps there, actually a former peep. I'm going to tell him, I did, how do I go about telling, he's got to have the, uh, the inside email, right, or whatever, the all the people. Yes, everyone's going to know this. I just want to let you know. Unless Rick Riley came in and did a Rick Riley came in one time and did a show on to write a column when he was still at Sports Illustrated about um, the uh, working on ESPN News back when it was on all the time, and and he was talking to me and we were just kind of visiting and asked about my background. I went to Missouri. Oh yeah, J School. How you know is that way you went down? So I actually went down to run, and he kind of had the same reaction. He's like, I thought you looked like like an accountant with your glasses yeah. and sitting there. And he was just like, <laughs> so apparently I don't exude. Does a, he know you did seven, quality. two and a half? You know? Yeah. Does he know you did seven, two and a half? Yeah. yeah okay. He knows all right. Cause that. I said, if not, we'll get him on. Um, all right. I, I do want to apologize because uh, I, I really think when the show starts that I should say, all right, so what's on your mind? Cause it is the John Anderson Homer hour, but I feel like, they're just things that needs to be addressed. But now the second quarter, I think maybe that's just an excuse for <laughs> making stuff up. Um, but I feel like I should start the second quarter with, because there's so many parts to you. There's the great fan part. There's the mean, old, angry part. And then there's your professional part. And I don't know where you're going to go. So as the mic oh. turned on today, was there anything at the top, or as I say to Jason Woolley, at the top of the food chain? But there doesn't have to be. That's what I don't want to force it so that it's only if there isn't, I got other stuff to go right to. You know, I, listen, I got a lot of stuff that bounces around in my head over the course of the day or as I get ready. That's to a new segment. Hold on. What's we'll bouncing always... around in your head? We will make that a second. <laughs> go ahead. We, because it's only an hour on Tuesday, and so I make notes during the week of things that, like, just kind of strike my fancy. You and, do? Like, I just came back. I came back from the SEC You make notes during the week? On this show? Yeah, things, yeah. Wow. well, just some okay. things that are happening right. in Wisconsin that catch my attention, like Packers wide receiver Billy Schrader. His son, Luke, is amazing. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Is, he's running at lacrosse, and that team is a juggernaut. They're going to win the national championship in D3, 
And Luke is the fastest time in the 60 hurdles in the 200. He's going to be a national champ in two events, his son. So that's kind of in my, you know, that's in my head. Uh, sir, uh, I, have, I have a question. Yeah. The hell is he doing in lacrosse? Why isn't he at Oregon or some elite track school? So he's not quite fast enough to go there. Oh, all right. And then we don't have Division two schools in the state, right? We have all the UW system. All those are D3 You don't schools. think he could help the Wisconsin track team? He ran 23, uh, 22 wow, something, right. 21, 94. Yeah. He might. He might be in there. You know, so like that's in there. I'm a little worried that the Green Bay Fighting Phoenix, their basketball team's got oh. a chance to have the most historic turnaround in history. They've lost three straight. Um, I was, I was crushed today by the thought of, of losing Cherry Star. I have a question for you about her in a second. Let me get that. Um, because I still was somewhere in a scrapbook. I have a picture of her in a newspaper with my sister. Uh, my sister was on this drill team in Green Bay when she was in uh, eight, nine, tenth, I guess, eleventh grade, and they had a big candle sales. And how do you push sales? You get Bart or Cherry Star to help you out, and she appeared in the paper. Um, I, I can't believe Marquette's number five in the country in basketball yeah. after getting shellacked by UConn. Um, Didn't really have to go so, there. That's what I mean. I just got a lot of stuff blowing around yeah. the old, up in the old melon. Well, up there. since you give this show way more. A devotion that I ever expected. <laughs> we will now have a segment. What's going around in your head? I normally wouldn't do it, but when you say you take notes, do you know how many times I have taken notes on a show in my 44 years, 44 years of doing this? Well, it sounds like I should put the over and under at one. That's because, no, I think it's at about three. <laughs> a half. No, it's about <laughs> so. three. Uh, all right, I wanted to ask you about Cherry Star. I don't know, had you had a chance to interact with her? I have a, a few mm -hmm. thoughts about her, but I, I figured maybe you talked with her, met her. Um... Uh, a little bit. Mostly there was, uh, I can remember going to this photo shoot when my sister and, and was getting the picture taken, so I would have been 10 or 11. Um, I went to the Lombardi golf tournament one year when she and Bart were there. And of course, I mean, two of the nicest, classiest people you will ever find. And so I have a, it's kind of a prized picture of my father who's now been passed away. He passed away about 10 years ago of he and I with Bart and Cherry. That's got kind of a nice spot at the, at the house back there in Green Bay where my mom lives. Um, but mostly it was just watching how both Bart and her, the dignity in which they carried themselves, the way they were invested in the community that I lived in, whether it was the Rawhide Boys Ranch, um, just the way she supported Bart and all those things. And I, I just, they were people that when you grew up, you couldn't help but look at them and go, wow, I feel like that's how really decent people act. Yeah. Uh, I had a few interactions with her. I mean, I always heard people say, you know, like Cherry Star ran that, you know, ran that family. And I'm like, and I always thought, that's a bunch of garbage. Um, because I think that, that Bart Starr is one of the most unknown tough people ever because oh. he was so nice. But the, the situations when it got tough with the Packers and he was like, he was bleeding. And then Paul Horning says, he said something to Bart, I'll take care of you. And Bart says, just go play your position. I'm fine. Um, and I've always wanted, I've always thought they could do a movie about him because I think he's just way more complicated and tough. They eloped. Um, mm -hmm. and I, which, which surprised me because I think his father was military and I'm, I'm assuming his father, I'm like, well, the story is, I guess they eloped because it was required that they be married to live together on camp. There was, there was a reason 
that they had to elope. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have. And I'd have to look that up. And the other thing that I noticed, he adored her. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have been told by Michael Jordan, actually, that are you staring at me? But because I'm sure Bart Starr could have said, are you staring at me? Because I, I was just so fascinated by him growing up watching him play and did things with the uh, the uh, Lombardi Classic and things. And I, he just, he looked at her a certain way almost all the time. It didn't matter. Um, and I never said, <laughs> so, Bart, do you adore? But the, right. I, I don't know, you I mean, you watch it married couples, though. you watch married couples, and I'm telling you, I don't see many, and I'm I'm probably part of that group, where I see the guy look at his wife the way he looked at Cherry almost all the time, and it had nothing to do with, she's running the show, she's in charge, it's a bunch of garbage, uh, whatever she was in charge with, it's because he decided that she should be in charge with, because I think, I, I would use that word, he adored her, but I don't know if you want to yeah, add and- anything uh, other than I would say that it, it wasn't something that ever needed to be enunciated. Yes. It was just evident. Yes. It was completely evident Yep. with that. All right. So. Um, anything else that's been going around in your head? Because we're going no, to the combine. I, Tim Van Vorn is uh, there, and so we're going to chat with him if you have some combine questions. I have one just quick note about Bart Starry that I kind of uh, – and if I've said this before, stop me, and then we can move nah, on. Nah, say it again. But you can't talk when about When I went down – I went down to my college coach's 100th birthday party in Asheville, North Carolina this summer. And my coach, Bob Teal, who started his career in coaching at Sydney Lanier High School in Montgomery. And his very first year there, he had a senior on his track team by the name of Bart Starr. No. So my coach... Coach Bart no, Starr. No, no, you're making this up. Me. He's got to be 200 years old when he coached you then. 100. No, he was. No, he wasn't. He was. So not, what did Bart? What was? He was just out of school. He was just out of high school. Right, so what was Bart? What did did he mention his skills? Bart Starr as as a track. He was, a fo- he was like all the other kids. He was just a football kid that came out and ran around the track because everybody did in in that town. And I wonder what he and, was good at. I do know one thing. He never high jumped seven two and a half. I guarantee you that. No, that's because nobody had at that point. I'd have had the world record back then. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, I think that's wow. one of my, my fun little deals is that, yeah, Bart Starr and I had the same track coach. Wow. there he's Your track coach is lucky that he had you and not me. You know why me? I just asked him Bart Starr stories every day. Come on. Give me another Bart Starr story. Oh, don't you worry about it. No, no, I don't care about my event. I don't care about anything. Just tell me more Bart Starr stories. That was it. He, t- you know, he knew my, and he always asked how my dad was doing because he knew he had season Packer tickets and watched that. He was, you know, he, and he's one of these guys that um, coach was in in uh, Montgomery for a long time and had ties to Alabama. He's one of these people that didn't call Bear Bryant Bear. He called him Paul. You know, he'd talk about well, and I was down there with visit with Paul Bryant about like he Keith Jackson wow. the same way, right? Like never called him Bear Bryant, just called him Paul. Now I and just want to so, let you know. I don't know if they will allow it on Wikipedia because generally it has to be written down somewhere. But I'm going to have my Wikipedia people try to add to your page that your college track coach at Missouri was the high school track coach of Bart Starr. I just want to let you know that might be more amazing than seven, two and a half. I think, yeah, he was an assistant. You know, he coached a little bit of everything, but Bart was on that team uh, his senior year and and coach was there. Now you said junior year? Senior. Oh, Bart senior. was there. He was out there. Yeah, that was it. Had him for just a, you know. You know. <sighs> that is just, that's, it's, it's, that's like, 
that's like that's like mm-hmm. you telling me my track coach taught Jesus. Oh, when he was, <laughs> like a, no, no, there's not a chance. Yeah, my theology <laughs> teacher taught Jesus. Tim Van Born next. The three most important letters in sports. Better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster of the Year. He's on the John Anderson Homer Hour. Normally, TVV's on a different day. Tim Van Voren is at the Scouting Combine. But I first want to ask you, I'm sure you weren't listening to the show, right? I was not listening to the show, Okay. No. The college track coach of John Anderson, a.k.a. ESPN, seven, two and a half. His college coach was the high school track coach of what famous Green Bay Packer? I'll give you 26 tries. <laughs> and famous is important, so it would have to be. It's not, right. like, it's not like uh, um, so, Jim so Dale Gaze. John, John's college track coach. Was the high school track coach of what famous Green Bay Packer? Jerry Taggy. Uh, Jerry Taggy. Uh, uh, six, seven, two and a half. How did he do? Jerry Taggy, correct or incorrect? Yeah, that would that would that's incorrect. It would stand. I could see that yeah. to reason. That makes more sense. You know. Okay. Don't uh, give him no. any hint. It's all right. I'll just do one more because um, we don't have to spend all the time. And there's absolutely no way that Tim Van Voren's going to get it. Packer star. Um. I'm I'm blanking. I don't okay, know. go ahead. You just said it, and you don't realize it. John Anderson, your college track coach was oh, a high school. John tra- Anderson. Uh, no, oh no, no. <laughs> you said star, star. Great. Think of a star. You know any star who played for the Packers? You don't believe it, so you can't even say it. It's so obvious. <laughs> Bart Star, no way. See, yes, no way. John, no way. Anderson, seven two and a half. No way. It's- college coach was high school coach of Bart Star. No way. Yeah. Way. Tell him seven two and a half. He, he was. He was just, for one year at Sydney Lear High, near high school, and I'm trying to think now if it was right when Coach got out of school or he went to the service. He was a freshman, and then he went to the service, and he might have been on his way back and had uh, time off before he was going back to Missouri. But he spent one, uh, and then he went back and coached at Sydney Lear High School for a long time. Coach did, uh, but at, he had Bart's senior year. He had Bart for, you know, just on the team. He was he was coaching that team. And coach is now a hundred. He so he's 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 up there. He's a hundred and well, he turned hundred in uh when I was in there, August, September, August. Now you're so, I'm yeah. right, T V V you would have never gotten it, correct? Never ever. Yeah. No way, yeah. John Anderson. I love the nickname. All right, what do you got at Amazing. the uh, scouting combine? What do you want to tell us? I'm sorry, I'm still reeling from that fact. I know, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was great. Um, uh, scouting combine. All right, Goody uh, Talk. What did you think of what Goody Talk? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't think he broke any new ground. Right. I think that he talked about David Bakhtiari's deci- a decision on David Bakhtiari being reached coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks here. I think we all know what that decision is going to be. Um, uh, I think that he, even though Bakhtiari not be medically cleared, so if the Packers are going to make a decision, they're clearly not going to bring him back. I think that's connecting the dots on that. Uh, Gutekunst also said, and the direct quote was, I'd love to have Devondre Campbell back. We'll see how that works out. I'd love to have A.J. Dillon back. We'll see how that works out. 
we that's code for those guys aren't coming back. Well, so, wait, I mean, whoa, 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 why, why, why is that code? That, for that's that? well, that's that's the they that's means the, they uh, don't want to come back, or does it mean no, he doesn't want to come back, or is that a cover for we don't want him back? What that that's a uh, that's the Packer on the record oh. comment for guys who end up okay, you know, going elsewhere in free agency. So uh, th- those were my uh, takeaways on the free agency stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know. I, I think it was a pretty standard Brian Gutekunst session today. The Packers are in a good place. They feel very strongly uh, that they can uh, in, improve their roster going forward, but they like what they have right now. John Anderson, do you have anything to ask him? Uh... <laughs> no, I, I agree. We we would love to have those guys, but you know, you can't keep everybody in the whole. But thing do you when think they, they really do? He can say that when he knows they're not coming back. Maybe they don't want them back. Uh, uh, TVV, do you believe that they want Dylan back? Yes or no? I think they would love to have A.J. Dylan back. We'll see what happens. No, I, I mean, I, th- I don't think they want either game. of them back. That's I, don't think, I, I, I wouldn't want Devon Vickie okay. back. I, I think, you know, his, that was a ludicrous distraction last year, which got underplayed uh, with that social media post. Um, and I would just move on from that. I think they have other younger, uh, well, you know, probably in better shape linebackers. Dylan would be shape, a different story. That. He's been a great. Dylan would be a different yeah. story because uh, uh, an incredible community guy, a great team guy. Brian Gutekunst yeah. said today specifically, if you have a group of running backs, he does want to have a power back in that group. You don't want to have three Aaron Joneses. Obviously, AJ Dylan is a power back. AJ uh, Aaron Jones, rather, we saw this year, extremely capable. But he did have fresher legs later in the season, which was an advantage. So that should be monitored as you go forward for next year. And I think they like uh, Wilson, Emmanuel Wilson as well, um, who got a little bit of time there last year. So I I would expect to be looking at the running back position. And I would say this, John and Homer, they have a lot of picks. You know, if you have five of the top 100 picks, those five guys are projected to play. At least four of them are going to be projected to play on your team. So you're going to be adding youth that you think is talented at positions where people may raise an eyebrow and think, oh, I wasn't really sure we were looking for an upgrade there. I'm going to do John Anderson a favor uh, because he may not listen all the time to this great show. But uh, please tell seven two and a half uh, what you said about the safety position last week. That they will have new starters at safety. Both spots. I think that that's fair. Yes, I okay. think that, that that's Did my Goody, view. Did Goody say anything today that led you to feel stronger or you don't need to feel stronger or it really wasn't brought up? Uh, no, safety was one of the subjects that was discussed quite a bit today. And he feels it's a pretty standard safety class coming out of college. You're doing a lot of projection with those guys. You talk about who's going to play the back spot under the new defensive scheme of Jeff Halfley. You have to have a box safety as well. I mentioned last week uh, with you, Homer, I don't think you – I assume you're going to have a new slot corner as well instead of Keisha Nixon. So I don't think you want rookie, rookie, rookie for a slot corner and two safeties. I think you, you have to bring in somebody else uh, via trade. or You don't have to, but you, I think you would like to bring in somebody else with some level of experience there as opposed to three positions like that at the back end of your defense with a new defensive scheme. When you actually think you're a, you're a legitimate team going forward here – that, that's too many uh, X factor variables for me on the back line. If they're all if they're all rookies, right, my theory is, and I think it might be a stupid theory because the Packers don't work this way. You got five picks in the top one hundred, right, or ninety? Don't you? you mm-hmm. Could you use one of those 
in, in part of a deal to acquire a safety with some experience to fit one of those spots? I think you could. I, I think that uh, Brian Gutekunst was talking today about the difficulty in moving way up in the draft. The price is too high to move way yes. up in, in, in a certain round in the draft. So maybe, as you said, you package a tray, you package an extra pick uh, with something else. And he even suggested that he's got those two second round draft choices right in the middle there. Maybe that's something that uh, they could use in some sort of deal. I don't think he's not tipping his hand to any trade. It's February. So, you know, they haven't negotiated any trades. There's nothing like that going on out there in my mind. At least I wouldn't think so. Uh, but that could be something to keep an eye on going closer to the draft. Well, and then it says, right, they're going to have some comp picks that are going to come in there, compensatory picks. So they'll have some more people to bounce around. I would say this. It was, it was the 49ers for sure. They won the Super Bowl. They had three rookies in their defensive secondary. Um, uh, certainly but a valid I think point. the passing and, and, game has been a bit – a passing game has sort of uh, um, um, become more important and been more sophisticated since back then. Uh, well, it's certainly a valid point. I, I just – you know, sh- changing to the new scheme this year defensively, mm-hmm. I just think that's a lot of change. So even some of your yeah. veteran players are going to be adjusting. It, it just I, – I think Packer observers would say it's on the defense now to be able to – you know, come up and play to a certain level. You just have to do that. And and the mm-hmm. offense, is, I think you're very confident in this offense. It's like the heyday of the Rodgers offense. They get the ball back, you think they're going to score. But you have to stop the other team at least enough to win on the scoreboard. I think they want I, – I, I can see a path that A.J. Dillon's back. I think they do like him. I like. I think they like him, as you said, both for – that he can, he can kind of uh, bully people on the field and they do that. It counts that he's a decent guy around town, or at least he owns door County. Um, I think that the salary cap bump makes that possible. Uh, the extra 30 mil that they get rolled in there. Right. And then uh, they just redid uh, Gary's contract. So they get a few more bucks there. Um, I mean, they, they, it's not like they can go spend uh, fast and loose, but I think they have the resources to maybe bring a guy or two back. I know when Rob was on last week, uh, you know, it's a, he would be shocked if any of them came back. Uh, but I think there's some financial things now that make it that they could bring a guy or two back. Um, when I read about Goody, take, he, everybody thinks he took a shot at the Lions. Was that at this press conference today where he said we don't hang division banners? It was. I didn't take it as a specific reference to the Lions who did hang a division title banner this year. It may have been, or maybe even it was a subliminal, you know, he's aware of that, and, you know, he was just talking in general. I didn't take it as a jab. I don't think Brian Goodigans is a jabber-type guy, um, and I don't really see why, you know, you'd, you'd start something with the Lions right now. But, I mean, I'm sure in Detroit they're reading it that way, for sure. I want to know, did Goody talk last year at the Combine? Yes, he did, and it was 85% Aaron Rodgers talk at that point. Because I wanted to ask, uh, did you <laughs> notice a different tone? I mean, I know, oh, is, he, yeah. is he so, or, or not? Take that, take on that. Oh, yeah, no question. I mean, last year, think of who was on the roster as, as we talked to Brian Goodekunst in that little mm. conference room last year, the local media here in Indy, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazar, all these guys were, were Packer, Packer players. Uh, you know, so everything was still to change, and, it, and it's a 180 team-wise since then. So, yes, he's in a different place. I think that the you know I think those involved with the Packers, I, I, you're not going to get bad mouthing of the last roster. They were all part of it, and how could you not respect what it was? But this is a different era. The page has successfully been turned. Even if you ask Brian Goodekunst a question about 
Can you compare how you feel now to the past? He, he goes right to the now. He doesn't look back. I'm not looking back at that. They don't do that in their messaging. They're looking forward, and they feel very positive about this team going forward. And just to follow on John's point there about uh, A.J. Dillon, I would agree that obviously financial things have changed since uh, Rodgmowski was on last week and uh, the cap has gone up, and I think we're now reading the tea leaves that none of these running backs are going to get a lot of money in the NFL anywhere. So there's going to be a glut of running backs out on the market who are going to have to settle for lesser deals somewhere. If A.J. Dillon likes Green Bay, and Green Bay likes A.J. Dillon for a lot of reasons, that very well may be a reunion. I would say his, his chance of coming back is better than Devondre Campbell or David Bakhtiari or Daniel Sam. TVV, I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, I appreciate it, but I also know that you're not going to remember anything that anybody said because the only thing you're going to remember <laughs> about today's show is that, holy God, John Anderson's college track coach was the high school track coach of Bart Starr. Am I correct? Guarantee. I run into somebody tonight here in Indy in the NFL, and I'm going to say, do you believe this? Guarantee it. And yeah. Tell that story. Thanks, TVV. See you guys. Short fourth quarter. They're the best kind. Next. Go beyond your field of study and get a world-class education and leadership by joining the U.S. Army ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side with peers who support your growth, and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision maker in any environment at any scale. It's a challenging path, but along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide to lead at GoArmy.com slash officer or contact your local Marquette University Army ROTC program to get started. Short fourth quarter. It's worth it to get a little extra time with Tim Van Vorm from the Scouting Combine. Who knows what's left for John Anderson? He's got something he still wants to tell us, a.k.a. seven two and a half. It won't be as good as Bart Starr, but it's it's there. There's got to be something you're irritated about. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I just, I should have, A, I buried the lead, but now after that, I don't know where I, I have yeah, to go It can't anymore. be better. No, sit here no there's snooze. nothing you could say. Be snooze. Yeah, no, I'm not going to snooze. It's not, it could still be good, but it's not going to be that good. Yeah, you've done that before. You've done shows, and you know, nobody's going to remember anything other than this part of the show. I might, might just sign her off and come back when the Packers start, start up in August. No, I, I apologize. Well, I didn't take care of my I business. I should know how many days until oh, Green Bay and the Jets play in the Super Bowl. But you, you were going to really, say, and I'll just add this: I'm really lucky because Bart had him for you know whatever it was a couple of months. Uh, I got to have the, uh, my coach for four years, uh, which was uh, all four years, which was amazing. So I don't know that I'm grumpy about anything. I am getting, I'm starting to get interested now that uh, the Bassett, that the Super Bowl is over and mm-hmm. we've kind of. Push in. The combine doesn't excite me. I've seen guys run 40, and the guys I watch all run way faster than that. Um, and then after that, they still bring the guys they want in anyway. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure I see the purpose of the combine as it, it, as it used to be. So I'm more basketball-ish. I like. Oh, I got Bucks a basketball one for you. Make, I need your help on this. The Bucks have won a couple of games. Oh, yeah. Maybe, Doc's maybe, got it figured maybe out. Maybe they're getting it. Maybe they're yeah. kind of getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued by Marquette. Having watched them play the game here with uh, with UConn, and and so they're they're, they're good, really good. Yes, um, I like when that. they play. They're, they're their good, good is really is good. really good. Along uh, with the, where, the message, the message we want to send that you want to send about Marquette is that they're good is really good. 
Yeah. So, and I yeah. like to see the Badgers kind of refine themselves so they can get in there because you can get one of those middle seeds. You know, that doesn't do anything yeah. for I, you. I can't figure out uh, just why they get, they're good. I mean, they beat Marquette, beat them twice in the game, and they're missing that, the defense and mixture. I thought they had more scoring with, with the store and the other kid. I've forgotten his name, the freshman. I have a question for you. The, yeah. the storm in the court to me is so easy. Once the game ends, you put up 30 seconds, or maybe it's 20 seconds on the shot clock. And all the students know, you can't rush the court until it gets down to zero. And they can count it down, and they can be going crazy in the stands. Gives a chance for the players and the coaches to leave. And oh, baby, then they run. The energy they create in that 20 or whatever, what, what should it be? How many right. seconds should it be? What would you, what, how long would you put on that clock to get the coaches and players off and get those students ready to roll? That sounds great. I don't know if you can get them off in 30 seconds. I don't know if you can have the handshake line like you oh, want. Oh, you got to it. No, you gotta, the, the handshake it's lane's got to go. You got. You only got 30 yeah. seconds in this. You're going to have to go? Yeah. Uh, 30? You know, I don't, I'm not wild about it. I, I just don't think really? you should be on the playing field. I don't think you should be on the wow. playing field. The old man finished the show. <laughs> Maybe I've Come never on. had a win big enough. I've never had a win big enough to storm a court. Wow. We'll discuss this. I'll give you a week to think about it. John Anderson, seven, two and a half. No way, John Anderson, seven, two and a half, and his college track coach was the high school track coach of the Bart Starr. Man, he's good. Next. Woman got a high